Welcome to the Hardcore Truth, where we discuss music, politics, society, and the punk rock scene. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Well, thus begins another episode of this uh, little shit show of a podcast that I do. And in this episode, we're going to cover a couple different topics, um, some in which I have touched on probably uh, back in right around the second or third episodes of this podcast and but not not to the extent that I'm going to get into it tonight. Um tonight is all about dif- disinformation and propaganda and how the media uses it. So the biggest question is what is the difference between disinformation and propaganda? Disinformation is the the things that they tell you, but it's not the whole truth. Is, there's a very famous saying that every lie has a small bit of truth in the lie. And that's essentially what disinformation is. It's not the whole truth, not really the truth, but it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a whole lie. So the media likes to do this. This is actually how they spread the things that they do. And it it doesn't matter if it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox. It doesn't matter. Every news organization does it. And the whole idea behind it is basically to keep us, the people, in a constant state of attrition a constant state of aggression, a constant state of fear. Not in the typical fear where you have to look over your shoulder every day because you think somebody's coming after you. There are some news outlets that do that exactly, but the vast majority of them just like to spread disinformation. Um, So basically what they do is they come up with they they talk about a topic okay um they start talking about it and maybe the only thing in that topic that is actually truthful may be the people who are involved the rest of it is just pure fucking bullshit <clears throat> and it's things that they have cherry picked from that topic that they like to focus on and put on our microscope and constantly bombard you and blast you with it with their own little twist. Um, the difference with that and propaganda, propaganda is typically just an out and out lie. It could be something small. It could, could be something very large. It could be a message of unification, you know, you know, workers of the world unite, you know, in actuality with that slogan, the people who are saying that are usually the ones who are exploiting the shit out of the working man and woman and keeping them in poverty and a constant state of just being poor. (laughs) Um, Let's be honest here. Uh, That's a prime example of propaganda. It's not what it is. It's not what it's claiming to be. Um, 
And with that, that is usually, with propaganda, it's usually used to rally the masses for one achieved goal. And it usually never works out for the people that they use to reach that goal. It hardly ever does. Um, So the purpose of this whole thing, like I said, is basically to keep people in the dark. It is just creating a society of mushrooms. Keep them in the dark and keep feeding them shit. Um, and like I said, it can be used in any facet. And news organizations like to do this on a daily basis. We're seeing a prime example of it right now with everything that's going on with the impeachment hearings and everything like this. Um, I'm not saying that this is the only time we've ever seen this. No, we have seen this throughout recorded American history. And in fact, I mean, it it stretches beyond that. Um, but how we're seeing it now and how it's being used now is unlike anything in American history. Basically, what they're trying to do is they are out and out lying to the American people. This isn't nothing new. This is something that the fucking media does all the time. But once they have your attention, they just keep bombarding you with the same thing over and over and over. Now, it may be delivered differently. It may be slightly modified. But the same message is always constant. And what it is, it's brainwashing. That's the simplest form of it. It's the simplest form of it. He keeps telling you the same thing over and over and over and over. And they're eventually going to get you to agree with it. And it's something that we're seeing being ramped up more and more every day. Um, How it's being used to advantage. And it doesn't only just fall with with media it has happened throughout history uh take example uh the war on hemp i mean this started in the 30s okay hemp presented a major threat to the paper conglomerate um people you know people who own paper mills lumber companies you know things like this hemp was and still is a very it's it costs less to make And it lasts 10 times longer. And once the people figured out that this product is better than what was what they were used to using, those paper conglomerates started losing a lot of money. So what did they do? They started an out-and-out war against it. They went to the media. Okay? The biggest thing in the 30s was something called reefer madness. Um, It was... A over sensationalized, sensationalized, sorry, sensationalized uh, war against hemp, and that's what it was, and it was over sensationalized, sensationalized, and back then people were 
a lot more religious than they were today. So they they played on those fears, you know. Uh, you know, people who smoke, smoke marijuana are, you know, possessed by the devil and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And once they figured out that hemp originates from the marijuana plant, they put the two together. So what they did, they created a climate of fear to scare people away from it, to make them stop using it. Propaganda. It was very effective. And in fact, it was so inf- effective that it's only made a resurgence here in the last probably 10, 12 years. So from the 1930s till you know, 10, 12 years ago, you had this war on the hemp industry still going on because of propaganda that was created in the 30s. That is that that right there is a prime example of how propaganda is a very powerful, very powerful tool, and it's exploited worlds world over. Okay, I mean every despot dictatorship uses propaganda. Every you know communist bastion of um, bullshit uses it, and. The American government uses it as well, and they're continuing to use it. They're continuing to use it today, still, still to this day. Um. So, a topic that I would like to touch on, you know, with that, that was just kind of like an intro to, basically, some of the things that I'm going to be talking about tonight. Um. But like one topic that I want to jump into is the modern media. Um. The modern media has fallen so far from what he used to be. Um, Now, it is basically zombies working for a political party. Uh, The bias is no longer, it's, it's no longer hidden. It's out in the open. Whereas back then, Reporters and journalists and things like that were more objective. Yeah, they had their own political beliefs, but they usually checked that at the door. Not all of them. I'm not saying all of them did. But the vast majority, it was more about the story and getting the truth out to the American people. It was about news. It was about the news and what actually happened. Now, it's all fabricated. Okay? It doesn't matter what the topic is. It could be something as mundane as a case study for this medicine, XYZ, and the side effects of that. It's all connected, okay? Politicians, big pharma, they all have reporters in their pockets. Now, this this is not a new concept, but it's more rampant now than it was back then um but and it's funny because like i said the media way back then was more objective it was more about getting the news out to the people so people knew what was happening and it was more objective now we live in a climate where it's just the illusion of being objective okay you can go ahead and point 
at some, at a reporter and say, you're full of shit. You're in XYZ's pocket. And we know it. Now, the all but, it seems to me, um, just the... Losing my train of thought here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, nowadays, it it all you do that, and they all but say that they're not okay. But you know that they are okay. They they act like they're offended, but with living in the information age, you can find various stories on on the you know online and everything like that and i know you can't believe everything online and i know but like i said in a world full of lies there's always a bastion of truth um you can find videos of reporters you know admitting yeah oh yeah i took money from this person or whatever you know and you know whatever organization they seem to work at um it's yeah we're instructed to just focus on this part of the story and amplify it and this, that, and the other. And this is why the, this is why people don't trust the media nowadays. They know they they know that the reporters and the journalists and the editors and everything like that, they know that these people are being paid off and these people are not ashamed of it. They're not back then when you would accuse somebody of being on someone's payroll, it was, it was the end of their career. I'm dead ass. It was the end of their fucking career. Nowadays, you can you can physically watch a news organization make up a story while you're watching the video. Them telling you this is what happened and everything like that and blah blah blah. And you're watching it and it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to what they're saying. But nothing ever happens to them because they're all connected. They are being paid, bought and paid for by people who have more money than any of us will ever fucking see in our lives. So, and one thing that they that they use to their advantage is the 24-hour cycle of fear, okay? You are constantly bombarded and inundated with everything scary that goes bump in the night, you know? If you watch one organization, it's, you know, there's a Nazi behind every tree and, you know, you turn a, turn the channel to another news station and it's a terrorist behind every tree. It just never fucking ends. And this is done by design. This is done to keep you scared. It is designed to keep you in line. At any given time, you could be the next victim of this attack. I mean, it has happened. Yes, it has. But we are constantly being bombarded with the same thing over and over and over and over. It's to keep us in line. That's plain and simple. That's what it is. So, um... Next topic I would like to move on to um, is kind of a hot button issue, but that's what this show's all about, okay? 
So, freedom of speech. There are things that are going on right now that um, are seen as restrictions of freedom of speech. And I've talked about this in other shows. But one I haven't talked about is how what we're seeing with what's going on in the NBA. Now, personally, I don't watch basketball. It's just a sport I was just never into. But, you know, to each their own. But what I hear what's going on with how players are basically catching shit for standing up for the people in Hong Kong by the Chinese government. Now, the Chinese government has ungodly amount of money and and a lot of things in this country, including the film industry and basketball. Now, you have coaches, you had a coach who sent out a message on, on Twitter supporting the people of Hong Kong. Well, apparently this pissed off the Chinese government. They got fucking mad and threatened to pull their money from this basketball team. So this person, this coach, was forced to take it down and apologize to the Chinese government. Now, the last time I checked, we live in America, not fucking China. We do have something called freedom of speech. Okay? Freedom of speech. It's the very first amendment in our constitution. Very first. The very fucking first. Okay? Um, what I don't understand is why... We need to check ourselves of what we have to say because it may be offensive to, well, let's just call them what they are, a genocidal, mass-murdering, fucking communist monster. And that's what China is. Fuck China. Pure and simple. Why the fuck do, do Americans, us Americans, have to watch what we fucking say because it may piss off China? Fuck them. Who gives a shit? I don't get money from China. I don't want fucking money from China. So why the fuck should I check what I have to say? Because it may piss them off. Well, good question. Because China has so much money pouring into the United States and they have their hands in every fucking facet of entertainment, they saw the dollars could potentially disappear if... This person was not made to apologize. Um, See, I didn't have a problem with that. I tell them to go fuck themselves. I live in America, not fucking China. Pure, Pure and simple. They can't fucking tell me what to do. They can't fucking tell me what to say. See, and here's the, here's the biggest thing. Um, you, because you have players saying that, yes, we have the freedom of speech, but we need to be more careful about what we say because of, you know, the hurtful things that we, you know, that could uh, come of it and of, of people's speech and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's, here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> the second amendment was created for just that purpose. The second amendment was not, or no, I'm sorry. The first amendment. God damn. Sorry. Shows a fucking train wreck and I apologize for it. The first amendment, the freedom of speech, your freedom of speech was not created for popular opinion. 
your First Amendment protects your right to object to other people's opinion, to what they say. It basically grants you the right to say something that could potentially be offensive to someone else. Okay? That's what your that's what freedom of speech is. It doesn't guarantee it, but it protects you from being persecuted for saying something that somebody may disagree with. And that's a major problem that we're having nowadays because that is that right is quickly disappearing. And it's a very scary thought. Okay? Um it makes you really wonder why is it being stifled? Why is it being silenced? Well, of course. I mean, it makes sense. If you silence someone who opposes the popular view or what what have you, you take away that person's right to disagree. They basically have to agree with you or they suffer the consequence. Okay? Rule by fear. And that's what that is. China does it great. Okay? I'm not sticking up for China. I'm being completely sarcastic here. But China has perfected that. China has a social credit system. Okay? So if you speak out against the government or say something against the government, they can literally fuck your entire life up. You can be jailed for having an opposive, opposing um, idea. If you speak out against the Chinese government in China, you literally are not permitted to ride public transportation. It could prevent you from getting a job. It could, pretend, it could, it could stop you from getting a home. And, here's the kicker, it can actually prevent you from leaving the country. The next step is that they come in and they fucking disappear your ass and throw you into a fucking gulag. That's what China does. So when I see people in the United States exercising their freedom of speech and it's being stifled by a by a foreign government and these people are forced to apologize for the things that they say in the United States it's very Orwellian if you ask me so and it's it, it it's just it's just mind blowing I cannot believe that in this country, we allow something like that to occur. It makes no fucking sense. But, and if you're like me, who can see through all this bullshit and what's actually going on, it makes perfect sense. They're trying to make us like them. They want us to live in fear like they do every day. Where you are constantly looking over your shoulder with threat of um, the government coming to get you. Okay? That's what they want here. They do not want anybody speaking against 
their regime. Period. Even though the entire fucking world knows it, they don't want anything but good press. Plain and simple. I mean, but they're not the only ones, neither. You have politicians in this country who <clears throat> who use the whole um, lie of of um, hate speech, okay, which is aptly adapted from 1984. Um, the government government likes to use that, okay. And it could be it's a completely something mundane. It could be something that is a word that is used in everyday conversation. Or it could be a word that has always been used to describe something. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, it's on the list of forbidden words. You're not supposed to say that. Okay? And this is just another way of not only censorship... But the limitation of your freedom of speech. Now, this happened a few years ago, but when there was mass protests at colleges and everything like that, um, they actually had areas with signs posted that said free speech zone. Again, I live in America from coast to coast, north, you know, north to south, east to west is my free speech zone. Okay, I it, it it's it's mind blowing. Is this what we want for this country? People need to wake the fuck up, because this is happening. This is happening now, and I hate to use the cliche. Nineteen eighty four is here, but it's true. It's happening. If you have re- ever read the fucking book, if you have ever read the book, you could see parallels. From what's going on now to what George Orwell wrote about when he wrote that book. It's fucking scary. And it needs to fucking stop. We need to do something about this. Okay, we do. We can't just fucking sit sit here and idly just watch our rights disappear. Because it may offend somebody. Okay? I mean... It it needs to fucking stop. This is madness. We live in a constant state of madness. And it needs to fucking stop. It just does. But I digress. I don't want to go on another tangent here. Um, So who else is trying to do this? I mean, it's it, it literally can be everybody, anybody. And it all traces back to the government. It does. The government does not want the people to think for themselves. That's obvious. Okay? They want to do all the thinking for you. Why? Well, to make you sheep. It's easier to go along to get along than to go against the grain. Well, I'm going to go against the grain. I don't follow anybody. And neither should anyone. You shouldn't follow anybody. Everybody should think for the fucking selves. And do what they want to do. Think what they want to think. Say what they want to say. And it's just not happening anymore. It's just not happening anymore. Nobody is questioning anything anymore. They turn on the television or they go on the computer. 
And they just believe whatever they fucking hear or whatever the fuck they read. And they just espouse this shit with the same fervor and the same belief and the same, you know, energy or whatever, whatever you want to fucking call it as, as where they read it from or where they heard it from, but it's not the truth. And then when you try to prove to these people, look, what you're, what you're saying, what you have read, what you have heard, it's not true. They don't want to fucking hear it. So when you present people with facts, you're automatically dubbed a Nazi or a racist or, you know, a conspiracy theorist, which is something else I'm going to get into into the show, too. So keep that up. Um, it's almost like they, they put the black mark on you. You know, it's almost like they put the scarlet letter on you. You are now a thought criminal <laughs> to reference 1984 again. That's what this that's what this society has become. So you can thank the 24-hour cycle of fear with that, okay? And one news organization did start that, but it has gone to other news organizations. They all follow suit. They saw what was going on, and they saw the opportunity, and they cashed in on it and did the same thing. So just the best way... To combat this. It's just turn it the fuck off. Don't listen to them. Don't read it. Okay. Just think for yourself. Do your own research. Do your own homework. That is the best way to combat that. And once you start doing that. They start losing the grip of power that they have over you. Or the grip of power that they think that they have over you. It's kind of hard to do. I understand that. Because it's everywhere you go. But if you can figure out a way to break yourself from this cycle, then life is going to be a lot easier. Okay? Less confrontation is going to occur. I'm not saying that we all need to go along to get along. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, goddammit, is that you need to be able to fucking think for yourself. We can have differences in opinions and still get along. We can. That is possible. Okay? Many people do it on a daily basis. Why can't everybody else? Okay? I mean, I can, I can give you an example Okay, this personally happened to me. I lost a family member because of my of of my political beliefs because they didn't coincide with what they believed. And any time that they try to espouse their side's propaganda, I always shot it down with facts and they didn't like that. So what they do? They cut me out of their life completely altogether and that's where we're at in this country nowadays and this that is an example of how they won i've always been close with this family member my entire life okay but they allowed their politics to dictate their life now because my opinion differed from theirs 
I was their enemy. Even though they had been around me since birth, have been a major part of my life for many, many years. But because my political beliefs differed from theirs, they cut me out of their life fucking completely. I mean, it's not, this ha- this is an honest-to-God thing that has happened to me. This is 100% true. This is what happened. They didn't like the facts that I presented. And that's what they were. They were facts. Because it went against what they were told to believe. So, basically, they shut the fuck down. And they cut me out. But, you know what? Good riddance. I don't need fucking people like that in my life anyways. Does it suck? Absolutely. But if you're going to be like that, you're not worth being around. And like I said, these are the times that we're living in nowadays. This is happening all over the place. It's happening everywhere in this country. And it's happening more than what people know. But it keeps happening. Nobody can do anything about it. You're not going to be able to reach those people because what they have been told, they know that it is truth, even though it's not true and you can present facts to them. It doesn't matter. Those people are gone. Those are not, they are not the people that you once knew. They have been successfully brainwashed and that's what this is. This whole 24 hour cycle of fear that these major news organizations have. It is brainwashing. It is. that in that, Fight me on it. Okay. Tell me that it's not. Okay. It is. It's a hundred percent brainwashing. So. But. This is. With that example. I mean, just because it happened to me doesn't mean it's going to happen to everybody. Like I said, it has happened to a lot of people in this country, especially in the last few years. But there are it has always happened, no matter what. Um, but that's that's how that's how this starts. The whole limitation on somebody on your free, freedom of speech. This is how it starts. Okay, it, today they may just cut you out of their life. But tomorrow, they could be working to silence you. Because we live in the information age where internet runs everything in our lives. It doesn't have to, but it does. Um, they, they can get you banned from social media sites where you can't post anything. Or you, you can't voice your opinion or anything like that. So it's, it's literally... I want to say fascism, but it's much more than just that. It's authoritarianism. I know I butchered the word, I'm sorry. Okay, but it's it's what every regime ran on oppression thrives off of. The control of your thoughts, the control of what the controlling the narrative and you trying to speak out they will they will effectively silence you it hasn't happened to me yet but i'm waiting for it to occur 
So that's just another topic that I wanted to touch on. Now, let's circle back to something that I said earlier in the podcast. It's the one thing that people get mocked for. And that is conspiracy theories. Yeah, sure. You know, we enjoy reading about them, listening them, listening to them, and everything like that. But what are conspiracy theories? Where did this start? The term conspiracy theory started in 1964 during the Warren Commission, okay? It was the first time that it actually came into everyday usage in, in the American language, or American society, I guess you could you could call it. Um, typically, people who believe in conspiracy theories are often portrayed as, you know, tin, tinfoil hat wearers and everything like that. You know, they believe that, you know... Lizard people are going to come from Middle Earth and take over. They're already here, blah, blah, blah. No, that's, that's, that's not, (laughs) that's not anything, um, anything close to what I'm talking about. Conspiracy theory, the, the, the term itself, okay? So basically, it's a muzzle. Um, you hear it a lot being thrown around in our government right now, um, Whenever they try to dispel something or they, you know, they try to kill a story or something like that, they call it a conspiracy theory because those words are scary. Okay. Those words, you know, those people, those people who listen that they're crazy people. Those are people, you know, who are, you know, in their basement trying to link things together and, you know, and just create lies. Well, here's the problem with conspiracy theories. Sometimes they turn out to be true. Okay. Sometimes they do. Now, we may never know completely what happened. But there are things there that will make you pause and think and say, the official story doesn't fucking add up. You see it with everything that's going on with 9, you know, and everything that happened with 9-11. That's... That's something big. Uh, the JFK assassination. You know, there's things that don't add up with that. You know, that's actually a huge conspiracy theory that people like to look at. Uh, the moon landings and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> like I said, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the term being used as a muzzle by the government. Okay, so if you... For many years, it had been said... That our government is being infiltrated by, um, well, okay, let's rewind. The, uh, uh, damn, I lost my train of thought again. Holy shit, I'm, I apologize, guys, but, uh, the McCarthy hearings, here we go. Yes, there we go. The McCarthy hearings that were held, um, and, you know, this happened prior to, I believe it happened prior to the assassination of John F. Uh, John F. Kennedy. Um, but everybody considered MacArthur to be a kook because he said with his little council on um, un-American activities um, that the communists had infiltrated, uh, infiltrated Hollywood. Here's the problem with that. You know, everybody laughed at him 
and everything, calling him a kook, called him a liar, called him crazy. Here's the problem. He actually turned out to be right. And at that time, things were very different. Americans feared, and with, you know, very good reason, they feared, they feared the communists. Because the American people knew what the communists did and what they were doing to their own people. People didn't want that here. People don't want that fucking shit here now. Okay, I mean, there are, but they're very uneducated and they're very fucking stupid. Um, But back then, people were deathly afraid of the communists and they had every right to be. They really did. They were, they were scary. Okay. Um, but the point here is, you know, like I said, people laughed at McCarthy and everything. They called him a kook. They called him a liar and everything like that. But he turned out to be right. Okay. (laughs) He turned out to be fucking right. Um, so you, it's the same problem here. And like I said, the government likes to use the term conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist to shoot down and effectively kill something that may paint them in a bad light. So all they have to do is throw that word, those two words around, and they know that the vast majority of the American people will just brush it off as bullshit. And like I said, with everything, if we learned anything, you should always dig deeper. Always. Um, I'm not trying to turn this show into a conspiracy theorist show or anything like that. But it was something that I wanted to bring up and something that I wanted to talk about because we still hear that today. Like I said, anytime the government wants to kill a story or put an end to something that may paint them and what they're doing in a bad light... They throw those words conspiracy theorists around. What they do essentially when they do that, they change the narrative of what actually happened. They remove facts and add facts. You know, they redact this, but add that. Um, I remember being a kid and seeing what happened in Ruby Ridge. And I know I touch on this a lot, but this is a, this is a big thing. The things that they said that happened there don't add up. They never did. And they never will. What Ruby Ridge was, was a government-sanctioned murder of a man's family. Because he dared. He dared to do things on his own. So what they do? They tried to paint him as a white supremacist. They tried to say that he was a religious kook. You know, this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. And they wiped out the man's family. Over what? A failure to to appear in court? That's essentially what kicked all of this off. They tried to say that... Um, that he was a neo-Nazi. Randy Weaver was not a neo-Nazi. Now, what we do know... Is that there was... A neo-Nazi compound... Kind of close to where... He was living. But... There was never any really hard evidence linking him to that organization. So, with that being said, what actually happened there has come out 
but it's been so long. People have forgot. People have forgot. So, you know, when, when, when more and more things trickle out about what actually happened to that family, we have always been fed the official story. And that's what a lot of people only, only accept. But I remember it. I remember how it exactly how it happened. Same thing with exactly how Waco went down. <clears throat> I watched that on live TV. I watched both of these things on live TV. And that's what they bank on. They bank on you forgetting these things. They, they, they hope that you forget what you saw. In fact, they want you to forget what you saw. Okay. Will we actually ever know what happened to JFK? No, of course not. But like I said, I'm not trying to turn this into a conspiracy theorist show. It's just something that I wanted to touch on and something I wanted to talk about because I felt that it was important. So I'm pretty sure that if this is being listened to by anybody, I would be labeled as a conspiracy theorist or just a kook or a nut. I'm not. I'm actually very sane. I just don't buy into the bullshit that's being constantly fed. I refuse to buy into it because I know it to be bullshit. And I hope, I hope more and more people begin start begin to wake up from the coma that they have been in for such a long time. And it's showing that people are actually starting to break away from major news organizations and everything like that and start doing their own research and own investigations and things like that. And that's great. I hope they keep up the momentum. And I hope, I hope that one day we can force these people to actually tell the fucking truth. Is it going to happen? I highly doubt it. But it would be nice. It would finally it would be nice to finally hold these news organizations for all the shit that they have done. It would be nice to finally hold these people accountable for the lives they've ruined, for the lies they have told to the American people. In many in many aspects, it's almost like we were sold. We were sold for the highest bidder. So, but, well, I kind of ran out of things to talk about tonight. Um, I know for, like, the last couple of episodes, I haven't really talked about the punk rock scene. There's just been a, too much that have been going on. There's so much that I have wanted to get off my chest. And this is really the only platform that I could do it on. Um, in future episodes, I will talk more about the punk rock scene, I promise. Um, Because it's one of the main things that I open the show with um, and say that I talk about. And for the last two, I haven't. But there's just a lot going on and there's a lot of information that I I like to get out. And there's a lot of shit that's on my chest that I would like to get out, you know, get off. Uh, So just hang in with me, you know, hang in there. Hopefully I'll get this shit together, get my shit together. And actually get back on track and do a better show for you guys. Um, But 
you know, y'all keep listening, I'll keep doing it. So, well, I guess this wraps up this episode of The Hardcore Truth. Again, thanks for listening. Um, you know, the more you listen, the more I'll keep doing this. And any one of these episodes, you know, if you want to want to share show people, do it, please. It'd be great. I'd love to get this out there. Um, I still haven't figured out how I could get feedback from you guys, but I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure it out. As you can tell, I'm not a professional. I just got to do this at the, at the, you know, at the seat of my own pants here. And it, you guys seem to enjoy, so I keep fucking doing it. So like I said, man, you know, share the shit out of this show. Um, I'm not getting paid to do this shit. I'm doing this because I want to, but you know, I, the one thing that means the most to me is that maybe this show will actually help people to do shit themselves. And that's basically why I'm doing this. So share the fuck out of this show. Okay. That'd be great. That'd be the greatest things you know, that, that could happen is that this show gets some more ears. So, well, like I said, this wraps it up for this episode. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. You guys have a good week and, uh, keep it up. Rusty out.